If you caught our last episode, then you are probably aware that this is not chapter five that we'll be discussing today. This is just some behind the scenes stuff that we would normally cut out of an episode, but we had a pretty good conversation regarding book covers and etc. But maybe you'll appreciate it, maybe you won't. We had a good time, and like I said, normally it gets cut out. So in lieu of episode chapter five, we'll be back to our regular schedule on the 18th. See you for chapter five then. Welcome back to Sci-Fi and Fantasy Read Along. Today we are discussing Chapter 4 of Three Stigmata of Palmer Eldritch, which is a mouthful. I remembered another one called The Man Whose Teeth Were All Exactly Alike. Does that include molars and incisors? I have I have a copy of it where all of the teeth in the skull are exactly alike, and they're all they're all teeth. They're so all he teeth. had trouble either eating meat. Either the person had trouble eating meat or, or lettuce, I guess. There's also Flow My Tears, The Policeman Said, which is a really nice title, in my opinion. And and a good book as well. A good Are book. these all uh, Philip K. Dick novels? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So he's a fan of the long title. Yeah, and yet, you know, he's got stuff like Eye in the Sky, Martian Time Sl- You know, he's got three world ti- word titles. He's got Solar Lottery, two words, you know, Ganymede Takeover, two words. So it's just whatever's, you know, whatever. The man in the high castle. I am. Strikes his fancy. I'm into... uh, Do androids uh, dream of electric sheep? You know, I gotta say, Philip K. Dick does come up with some really good titles. Yeah, Yeah, and good plots, and good stories, and etc. But anyway, I'm sorry, Yule, I was just barreling over you like a bulldozer. No, it's okay. Um, I I like how, uh, like, Dave Eggers, how he would uh, start with the title of the... The book led into the, uh, the, first the actual sentence. writing of the, yeah. the yeah. yeah poems. Will do that a lot of times too. I'm more of a fan. I, I'm a fan of uh, little tricks like that. The literary affectations. <laughs> well, I mean, if we could see that in a, in a fantasy or sci-fi novel, that would be a a first. So it'd be like it'd be new. <laughs> I would just like gimmick. to see it's a gimmick, is what it is. More literature in the genre that would make me super happy because literature, I I find literature to be much more pleasurable to read mostly nowadays just because, you know, I don't get hung up. I got hung up in this chapter a couple of times and I don't know if it's because I don't know if it was on purpose. I suspect it wasn't, but we'll talk about it when these moments arise because I'm sure you guys noticed them as well. But anyway, I gotta, I gotta ask what, what do you, what do you say is literature? Like anything, a book, all books are literature. What do you mean? I mean stuff that would go in the literature section because it's good. Oh. So even if it's the greatest romance novel of all time. It could be it will... really good if it was written by somebody who's really good, right? Like Romeo and Juliet? True. Oh, but that's a, that's a tragedy. Well, the thing is, is that uh, certain levels of a genre will transcend the genre and become literature. Like Kurt often. Vonnegut. Like Jonathan exactly. Carroll. Like... I mean, you can you can come up with some others if you would like, but there's not a whole lot. Mary Daria Russell, there's not a whole lot of literature. Margaret Atwood, I guess I could go on. The Hobbit, not really. Like he, he's a he's a great idea. He tells a good story, but as far as like reading a book, it's not fully enjoyable, and it's not it's not uh, it's not so. Uh, Pond, pl- I don't know if the word ponderous is that the word. <laughs> mm. It's not so much that um, it can be considered 
you know, great writing either. <laughs> it's not so horrible. <laughs> it's not so boring. <laughs> it's not so James Joyce. Um, Have you ever looked at that book? Which one? Finnegan's Wake. Have you ever picked it up and just opened it up? Dude, I cannot get through even the Dubliners, dude. <laughs> Short stories. Hold, hold I made on a it second. through the very first one. <laughs> not all literature is something that the masses want to read, Philip. But a lot of uh, a lot of science fiction and fantasy um, is not super great writing. Yeah, like a, like a David Eddings is not a lot of people have read him. Millions of people have read his books. More yeah, people he's have rich read his stuff. He sold a than, lot of books. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trashing on the guy by saying that, but yeah, his stuff is derivative, and it's uh, a t- well, derivative Tolkien, and he doesn't bring any uh, great uh, wordsmanship to the book. You know, but he's great for the masses. What about Dune? Is Dune literature? It probably it could make it, but I don't think he's as good a writer as people give him credit for. Okay. Well, you you worked in a bookstore. You know how that to classify. Mm, that doesn't mean anything. Like you know how to shelve books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that does. I'm look good that, at alphabetizing stuff. Hey, I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna read you the first yeah, go paragraph it. of Finnegan's Wake. Here you go, sci-fi and fantasy. And tell me, and tell fans. me if you would Listen keep going. I'll try it. River Run, past even atoms, from swerve of shore to bend of bay, brings us by a commodious vicus of recirculation back to Houth Castle and environs. <laughs> what? That's Finnegan's uh, Wake, one of his uh, major ones, right? All of, all of James Joyce's major, what am I saying? Uh, considered a masterpiece of modern Liter- uh, modern literature, I believe. Man, I read the first page and I was just like, "What the hell is going what did on?" I just read, <laughs> and I think I think you're supposed to imagine it being, you know, spoken in an Irish dialect, so with a you know pronounced accent and kind of a sing-song lilt. I mean, the first word's not even capitalized. Like, what the hell's going on here? I don't know. It's a, it's a little too much for me, and I haven't read the primer yet, so we're not... Now, we're if, not if I'm not mistaken, the thing about James Joyce is that he is one of the first stream-of-consciousness writers. Well, that may be so. And, um, you know, like, that's the kind of thing we don't see in fantasy and, uh, and, and science fiction novels too often. Maybe um, not. Maybe not. But, like, I'm not as wide-read as... I could be like, you know, what did Philip Jose Farmer do? Well, it's true. I don't know. I've but... heard he's done some pretty amazing stuff in okay. his day, but like, you know, people don't talk about him much anymore. And people don't read him as much anymore. Well, maybe we'll get to the dungeon someday. Those are not Is written by him. Called? That's like an edited oh, by shoot. kind of a thing where he selected, he selected uh, other people's novels. To, <laughs> you know. He did the fabulous riverboat and the, to your scattered bodies go. That's another good title, by the way, which, Eh, the book's okay. It's just. Okay. I think the title's a very title, especially on on you know these genre books. A a a, a really cool title. Um, one that great covers. He wouldn't, he wouldn't necessarily necessarily have that title for a um a fantasy novel, but you could uh, you could um a a cool title though and a really cool cover is mm. uh, very important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you guys think of the of the thumbnail? What do you think of that one? What thumbnail? I sent you the picture. You saw the picture. It's the picture on the thumbnail for the book that we're doing right now. Oh, oh the one that I've uh, used before here on the show? Or uh-huh. not on the show? Yeah. I think it looks creepy. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be creepy. 
Yeah, it looks creepy. Yeah. This one. It, uh, the guy does not look human. No, but look how look at his teeth. Look at his eyes. Yeah, he doesn't look human. And uh, that his 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 arm looks mechanical. Yeah, I thought And it does then th- it's only half his skull like his brain is transcending stuff. I don't want to read too much meaning into it, but you see like the series of pictures that look like a Martian landscape essentially disappearing towards infinity. Yeah. Almost like the many worlds. But a good cover is a good cover. And, like, there's a lot of really bad covers, especially nowadays. Look at the cover of the book that we're reading. Yeah, well, um... Dullsville. This is trying to look like a series of Philip K. Very Dick novels. professional. It will oh. look very nice on any person's oh. bookshelf. It's elevated. Just, it's, it is elevated. It's published by Vintage, so of course... Oh, no, actually, this is Mariner. You know, that's a major publishing house. That's not a science fiction publishing house. So they're going to try and make it look as arty and as much like a, uh, I don't know, Hemingway novel as you can. <laughs> it's just a trend across the way. Look at the, you know that woman, N.K. Jemison that won the Hugo three times in a row, bang, bang, bang? I read her first book, and the cover is just terrible. It's, it's like this meaningless, sculpted stonework. It's an embellishment from a gravestone or an embellishment from an archway or something. It's just like carved stone up close. It's, it has no meaning, no relevance to the book whatsoever. Well, it's, it's an inert uh, image. Okay. It has no meaning. It has no I, meaning. That's what I mean. It doesn't it's attract inert. me to the book. It doesn't repel me from the book. But it's just not – it's so safe, you know? It's certainly not going to attract anybody. You know, you're not going to put that in a window and people go, "Oh my God, let's buy that book." You remember? Yeah. You remember the books in the porno shop that brought in uh, Billy Pilgrim when he was an elder gentleman? It was the uh, <laughs> Philip K. Dick novels. It was no. The, it was the <laughs> oh, Kimber I'm sorry, the Trout. Trout novels. <laughs> yeah, but it was like it, they called it window dressing because it was stuff that was salacious or it would bring people into the store. Like no book cover on a science fiction book these days is going to attract anybody into a store. Yeah. They're just they're so they're so <laughs> tame. They're so boring. I agree. This the this the cover to the book we're reading is pretty the pretty sterile. Fantasy novels too. I mean, just look at the you know almost every time it's just like a character in the book, maybe a monster in the book, and they're posing with a sword because everybody's got to try to be Frank Frazetta. That's exactly what I was gonna say. And nobody can be Frank Frazetta except Frank Frazetta. So try something else. Those, 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 that imagery is certainly appealed to me when I was younger. Yeah, it's iconic. He's still iconic. You should follow his granddaughter on Instagram, Frazetta Very Girls. Good. The uh, Frazetta she's Girls account constantly, is constantly, constantly posting stuff that you have never seen that he's done. Oh, they do close-ups of the oil paintings. It's just, he was... Boy, now, he's a guy that transcends, though. <laughs> it's not just fantasy art. His art is expensive. Like, oh, yeah. like a they, master. Yeah, yeah, people collect them. For those of you that don't know. <laughs> Frank Rosetta is? Frank, you know, I mean, that, you know, this guy is well-respected way beyond just our fantasy novels. He is the god of yeah. fantasy art, though. He's yeah. the god of fantasy art. I yeah. mean, he's up there. He's he's beyond most of them. But, like, Alan Lee and, you know, some of the guys that worked on The Hobbit, Tolkien's works and stuff like that. Sure. Some yeah. of those guys are pretty famous. There's a guy in England called... Uh, Bruce Pennington, who did covers for Gene Wolfe's books when they were published over there, um, all of the reprints of Clark Ashton Smith, some Lovecraft stuff, and et cetera. And they're, j- oh my God, they're just so beautiful. 
He's he's highly clipped. But I mean, Frazetta takes the cake. Frazetta's the one. So make sure everybody out there uh, let us know your favorite cover artist of these uh, genre books. This isn't an interactive <laughs> kind of podcast. You know I, I mean? know, but they should. Every once in a while, we should court people so that we can say, "Oh, you know what? We totally forgot about." Maybe we'll maybe someday we'll just have an episode where we talk about awesome covers. Maybe I think we should. Maybe let's get started with the chapter because that was a. 20 minute preamble yeah everyone's gonna love it we're gonna we're gonna cut off that